You're listening to Rethinking Sustainability. Thoughts, ideas, inspirations for a livable future. Here's a bit of trivia you might not have heard. The average Australian house in 2023 was 186 square metres and has three bedrooms. And that's an increase of nearly 3% over the previous year, which makes me think, why do we need such big houses? The answer, of course, is we need them to keep our possessions in the comfort they deserve. And I look around my house and see just how much stuff I own. Stuff I haven't touched in years and sits on a shelf taking up space. I can't chuck it out because it won't recycle and because, well, I just can't. I'm not immune to a bit of retail therapy. And let's face it, where you get a small buzz from that latest purchase. And now Jeremy Barrett questions whether our love of buying stuff, our consumerist materialist society fired by the capitalist system that asks us to spend ever more is environmentally or socially sustainable. It's Boxing Day. And I'm in the big local shopping centre, along with hundreds of other people, all there for the cut price bargains on this special day. The retailers want us to shop, shop, shop till we drop. And we do just that. It makes us feel good, for a while anyway. I'm here not sure why, just habit probably. Don't feel bad at all sitting here, looking at all the shoppers passing along. So much stuff, truckloads of it. Good for business, I guess. Keeps the shoppies in jobs. Only part-time, a lot of them. I'd like something to change. I feel really kind of stuck in a groove these days. It's like nothing matters much or means much in my life anymore. Nothing to look forward to. Might as well be underground. Hey, don't think like that. Don't go there. Too dangerous. Maybe I should get some help. Sort myself out a bit. Can't go on like this. Might just get too depressed and do myself some real damage. Four months later. I sometimes wonder what could have happened if I hadn't walked into the health centre near here and asked to see a psychologist. I realise now how low I'd sunk. Well, that was then, and now things have changed, have they ever? I feel a whole lot better now, thanks to the great help I got from Jane, the therapist they sent me to back then. She's really good at her job and seems to love doing it helping people like me. After a couple of sessions where she asked a lot of questions about my early life, what I like and don't like, relationships and so on, I said I wanted to keep going with the sessions and she was okay about doing that, so we went on with them until one day she told me she would like to suggest a couple of ways I might be able to make my life more interesting, satisfying 
and happier than it had been for so long. What she came up with was nothing like what I imagined. She said I needed more social interaction, outdoor exercise, and what she called awakening my senses. She said I would benefit from activities that would take me out of myself and into the wider world around me. How about joining a bushwalking club I know of, she said. They go out in small groups to reserves and national parks and do easy walks for beginners at first. Then you do longer, more challenging ones when you feel ready for it. I guarantee that if you stick at it, you'll feel a whole lot better about yourself and your life. I thought about it at home and at the next session said I'd give it a try and see how I went. That was a few months back and by now I'm right into it. Jane got it right for sure. I'm not only a lot fitter and trimmer than I was, but a whole lot better in my head as well. I see so much in the outdoors. Little fascinating details I never saw before. I hear sounds like bird songs, water over rocks, wind in the trees. It makes me feel so much more alive. Maybe the best part of all is the conversations I have with the other walkers when we stop for breaks. I also meet up with a couple of them for coffee and chat sometimes. Some of these good people are very clued up about all sorts of things, and I'm learning a lot I never thought about before. Especially, they've made me aware of so much that's not right about our society, about how much we're manipulated to think in certain ways by the advertising industry, the articles in the papers, some of them especially, the gossip on social media, and all the stuff that comes up on our computer and phone screens. So much of it's just junk and rubbish, like that fast food I used to eat. We don't think for ourselves nearly enough about things that really matter. We just accept most of what we're told and don't question it at all, or not enough anyway. And so much of what we're told is actually lies to hide the truth from us or to get us to consume more and more. My new friends are awake up to all this, and I'm starting to get it too, I think. Like, growth, continuous growth is good. What they mean is that the more we consume, the higher the profits of big business grow, and that's what is good, so we're told, because then some of that profit will trickle down to us ordinary people. Does it? Not too sure about that. What I've found out from my friends is that inequality is increasing in this country, not the other way round. Come to think of it, I do sometimes see people sleeping rough around here, and that's not right in a rich country like Australia. The system works really well for the people who know how to work the system. That's what really goes on. 
our governments do too much of what the big businessmen and mining companies want them to do and nowhere near enough for the basic welfare of the people, especially those who need help, like the mentally handicapped or the damaged war veterans or old people with no family to help them out. Those things aren't high priority. They just get a bit here and there around election time. The long and short of it is that our society should aim at being sustainable in every way. That means things like no more new coal mines or gas pipelines, more support for conservation of the natural environment, protection of endangered species. There's so much we should and could be doing to make our way of life sustainable, but we can't seem to do nearly enough, even though many of us know that if we don't wake up and make the changes needed, our human future will be far from safe and secure. I've woken up to all this now, but there's not much I can do. We all need to get together and take action, then maybe the governments and the powerful ones will have to do the right thing. There are some signs that this is starting to happen, I'm told, but we have to do more faster, or the future could be very nasty. Anyway, I've woken up, and it's thanks to Jane and the great people I've got together with. I wish a whole lot more unhappy people could be as lucky as I have been. Jeremy Barrett. Well, if buying stuff offers only short-term gratification, what about listening to nature? You'll note in Jeremy's story the great solace he finds in reconnecting with the natural world. Well, that's timely because next week we'll hear from Andrew Skiok, who records the remarkable sounds of birds. And it's not just the beauty of those sounds, it's what they can teach us about the complex relationships we have with each other. You've been listening to Rethinking Sustainability. And if you'd like to contribute to this series, get in touch with me, Rod, at taylorarm2000 at zoho.com.